Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Hey y'all, Mrs. Sativa here. Hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, it's Friday in my neck of the woods in Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, it may be Saturday, it may almost be Sunday where you are. Um, but just making it do what it do. Um, so as always, it can be found on various different platforms, up to 10 of them or more. Um, Apple Podcasts, um, Radio Public, Podbean, um, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, CastBox, and, um, other platforms like it, as well as the Google Play Store. Um, and without further ado, let's get to the episode. So, um, let's do this. And this is from AZ Central, and it's written by Ryan Randazzo, probably butchering it. Marijuana ballot measure changed. More convictions may be cleared. More licenses allowed. Signature gatherers will begin this week seeking support from registered Arizona voters to place the issue of legalizing marijuana in the 2020 ballot. The Smart and Safe Arizona Act was refiled with the Secretary of State's office on Tuesday with some changes after it was reviewed by Legislative Council. Changes to the measure announced in August include allowing more people previously convicted of marijuana possession to have their records expunged and allowing 26 more retail licenses to offer individuals from communities disproportionately impacted by marijuana laws. It's music to my ears. I like that. Expungement has to be a must-do. And like I've said in previous episodes, you've got the technology. Um, in, in parts of California, you're having computer programs in many cities and municipalities automatically clearing the records of, of victims of the drug war. And, and that's what I'm going to call it. I'm not going to just call it, oh, well, these are people who got busted for cannabis crimes. No, they're victims of the drug war. Because like I said, um, years from now, when I'm, when, when, when Mr. Sativa is a grandparent and I'm, I'm, I'm on a rocking chair or whatever, talking to my grandkids, we're going to look at prohibition and we're going to look at all these things and we're going to be we're going to believe we're going to see this as locking people up for cannabis as as kooky and as crazy as um believing that the that the that the sun revolves around the earth you know we're going to look at that as equally as crazy you know um we're going to look at it as like Copernicus or whatever being thrown in, in, a, in a cage for dare saying the truth that the that the um, earth revolves around the sun. We're going to look at putting people in jail for a medical plant as equally as insane when I'm in my rocking chair and I have my grandkids and you know I'm, I'm reading them stories and stuff and talking about what what the 90s or what the 2000s were like. But uh, let's continue. The measure will still allow people 21 and older to have as much of an ounce of marijuana while letting the state decide some important decisions such as potency. Yeah, this, this won't be abused. <laughs> 
The effort is funded by medical marijuana dispensaries, with several provisions intended to address concerns for public safety officials, municipalities, and other groups likely to oppose the measure. The measure would limit retail sites to existing existing medical marijuana locations around Arizona, place an excise tax of 16% on goods in addition to the regular state sales taxes and leave much of the regulation to the Department of Health Services. New revenues would mostly be directed towards community colleges and public safety. The initial measure allows for people previously convicted of certain marijuana crimes to petition to have their criminal records expunged. The new version has increased the amount of marijuana a person seeking to clear their record could have had when they were arrested. Under the new language, people who were arrested or convicted of possessing 2.5 ounces or less of marijuana can petition to have that record erased. The court shall grant the petition unless the prosecuting agency established by clear and convincing evidence that the petitioner is not eligible for expungement, the measure reads. The change is a response to people who wanted a more automatic form of record erasure, said Rupili Desai, a lawyer for the effort. We don't really have a process in Arizona for automatic expungement, Desai said. The first draft of the measure would have allowed record expungement for people caught with an ounce of the substance. The rewrite allows for the clearing of records for people caught with more marijuana than would be allowed under the measure. Look at those nice pictures. The new initiative language also increases the number of dispensary licenses that would be allowed. Initially, licenses would have gone exclusively to the 130 medical marijuana dispensaries in Arizona. But a new category of 26 licenses aimed at social equity are now being included in the measure. Bravo! Like many provisions of the measure, determining the particular details will be left to the Department of Health Services. The measure would allocate $2 million from the state's medical marijuana fund to get the program going, says the DHS can work with the Department of Economic Security and other state agencies who have socioeconomic data to guide the measure. The number of medical marijuana licenses in Arizona is based upon a number of traditional pharmacies, and today there are 130 licenses. Under the measure, any medical marijuana facility that obtains a recreational sales license would would have to co-locate the business at one address. That means that the total number of retail sites in the in, in the state would be at about 160, including the 130 existing medical licenses, 20 social equity licenses, and those would be provided in rural counties that only have one or no medical marijuana stores. Uh-oh, here comes the tyranny. The new language says that the DHS shall regulate the potency of edible products and shall limit the strength of edible marijuana products to no more than 10 milligrams of tetrahydrocannabidiol each. The first draft of the measure had a more complex stipulation regarding potency. Edible limit products sold in medical facilities range 
today from 2.5 milligrams of THC to 25 milligrams or more. We assume the DHS will have set it to 10 milligrams, so we clarified it, said the measure's spokeswoman, Stacey Pearson, Senior Vice President of Strategies 360 in Phoenix. We, ch we changed the, that assumption to a requirement. Products will be sold at a lesser amount. They can't be higher than that. The new language also states that DHS shall adopt rules regarding delivery, but extra provisions have been added to ensure delivery is only made to people who order from a licensed dispenser, dispensary or facility. The measure will prohibit delivery vehicles from carrying extra or unallocated marijuana that could be offered to customers who hadn't yet placed an order for delivery. End of article. So, um, I mean, besides the, um, the, the added tyranny of, 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 um, of more enshrined edible limits or whatever, um, I mean, we don't put all these limits on alcohol. I mean, I can go to the, I can walk to my local liquor store, buy myself a handle of vodka, drink the entire thing and, and die if I don't have my stomach pumped out. But I mean, I'm, I'm way over the age of 21. So as long as I got the money, I can get it. But with, with cannabis, you have all these possession limits. You can only be sold a certain amount a day. And, um, and, you know, there was, there was like a looping scandal in, in Colorado where there were, there were dispensaries. I think I forgot the name of the dispensary. Name escapes me. But there was a dispensary that got in trouble because they were, because people were, were, were looping. They were going, they were going multiple times through that dispensary within one day and the dispensary was just looking out the other way. Um, and that would, that's, that's illegal according to Colorado law. And I mean, they got to enforce laws, obviously, but again, uh, why don't we have that level of scrutiny with, with, with alcohol, which alcohol, if you take too much, you can die. If you don't get your pup, stomach pumped out, you can die of alcohol poisoning, but marijuana, you don't really like at, at best or at worst, people are just highly paranoid. They, you know, they think that their heart is beating too fast when, when, you know, just cannabis just sort of amplifies their senses. And then they go to the hospital and, and, and the worst thing that happens is that these doctors put them on the IV and the morphine. They rest for an hour. They feel better. And then the hospital discharges them. That's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's as bad as a weed trip can get unless, you know, you're you're taking those unlicensed vape carts that have vitamin E and have other dangerous additives that people don't have any business putting in their bodies. But that's the only that's, that's the only consequence of, of, of cannabis. And it, it pales to comparison when compared to alcohol or tobacco, which kills thousands and thousands of people a year. But um yeah, um the the measure the the improvement although I've I've expressed my reservations about smart and safe Arizona in the past and I still do, you know I I still think they should make it easier for craft growers they should just again just copy what Maine did and then cross out cross out the language and put adult use and recreational, or do what do what California had with their medical system with Prop two fifteen cross out cross out the uh, medical and just put recreational and then that way you have it so 
the barriers of entry to getting a business up and running and to being a, a small time grower that sells a dispensary or being a delivery driver or, you know, being a small time cultivator or being a small time edible, edible craft, edible producer, the barriers of entry were, were, were pretty low when California initially did things. And you had a thriving market and a thriving market where the small craft woman or the small craft guy could have a pretty easy point of entry. You know, and in Maine, you, you still have that with medical, you know, you have you have um, caregivers and you have dispensaries that are ran out of people's houses. And, you know, you just fill out the paperwork each year. It's not it's not too bad to fill out. It's not too expensive. And you, you in the average Jane or the average Joe can, can do it pretty easily. But I really feel that, you you know, all these days um, with 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 how it's being regulated in a lot of states it's 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 being to the point that you have to have millions of dollars to even be able to to get started and you have to have and you leave it so it's just the big cannabis you know i i do feel they could stand to do more but these are some welcome improvements to this imperfect measure um again just regulate this like tomatoes but you know sadly we're not there yet as a society so um so yeah, um, support smart and safe Arizona. Get your get your dad, get your mom, get your aunt, get your grandparent, get um, your your friend, your colleague. Um, get get anyone you feel might might be willing to sign it to sign it. You know, um, get all the people you know that are that are tokers and non-toking people who love liberty, get get them all to sign and support this smart and safe measure so it, it gets over the finish line next year in 2020. So um, I hope you guys got a lot out of this. Um, as always, I can be found on various different platforms, Spotify, um, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Podbeam, Spot, um, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, um, CastBox, Podbeam, Radio Public, and other platforms like it. And if you like what I'm doing and you find yourself coming around often, we have a become a Patreon link and you can support the podcast for just $1 a month. And if you're listening to the video version of this, you can hit the subscribe button if you, you like what I'm doing. And um, you can also follow me on the socials if, if you want to do so as well. So um, as always, I hope you guys had a good one and peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor dot fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have five dollar and ten dollar tiers if you're feeling extra generous and those come with their own benefits too and um, if you subscribe to the the ten and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over twenty one with Mister Sativa. So uh, you know you can chat with me on Discord, 
you know, we can have 15 minute one on one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes, you get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.